My name is John Ennis, and I'm joined by my brother in brew, Muddy Mike Taylor. Yo, yo. And our sister in brew, Sylvia Benvenides. Hello. But enough about us. Tonight is a real treat, because we're joined by the brewing brains and muscle from the very popular Saloon Door Brewing right down the street in Webster, Texas. So in the studio right now, we've got Joshua Anderson and Alexander Weber from Saloon Door Brewing. Hey, guys, thanks for coming. Thank thanks you. for having us. Thanks, hey, having thanks us. for Thank coming, you. guys. And what makes this really cool is I think uh, Sylvia literally kidnapped them from a big event <laughs> that they have going on at the brewery right now. Yep. As uh, they just, uh, just a few hours ago, they released their, their uh, the newest uh, New England IPA on the market. Is this that, what we're tasting right here? Is that is I, that I believe yep. it is. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, that is what was poured. And it's the Daisy If You Do? Daisy If You Do. Yep. Awesome. And not only is it uh, your first uh, New England IPA and the newest one on the market, but it's also the newest release from the Houston uh, area Daisy Chain experiment. Yeah, the the release that probably wasn't supposed to happen, but it, it worked out. <laughs> awesome. Wait, 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 wait. So the New England IPA is a Daisy Chain? Yeah, it is a Daisy Chain beer. We um, kind of snuck in there at the very end, and it was coincidental. Like, we didn't think we were going to be a part of it. Wow. And so then Eighth Wonder... Yeah, I mean, we've been it seeing out. it around town. It's been pretty popular. Yeah, everybody's wanting one. Okay, so how did you actually get the yeast? So I wanted to be a part of it earlier, and our schedule didn't allow that to happen. Schedule so wise, our, our brewing schedule. Uh, I okay, couldn't, I couldn't okay. fit it in when yeast was available. We were okay. going to get yeast from some of the other breweries, and I was talking to Sam from Southern Star, and they were like, "These are the dates I think you could fit it in. Can Does it that work?" Show up. We're pouring it from the cone. Well, when they're well, yeah, when they're sample. able to harvest, and, and right, right. I was like. I'm sorry, man. My schedule. He's like, I understand. He's like, don't worry about it. Next time. So right now, there's millions of listeners going, what the hell are they talking about? They need to change. Yeah, no, trill- I, think we, uh, I think it's trillions. Yeah, of trillions. Trillions. Quadrillions. Google Plex. Yeah. So, uh, Sylvie, do you want to give a little, or I can, a little, or actually, maybe we should, let, we should let you all actually uh, give a little kind of overview of the, the Daisy Chain and the background behind I'll it. I'll do my best. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I, mean, I mean, the Daisy Chain experience was a really neat thing that uh, we heard about, and it was basically Sunstar wanted to take a, a, a pure pitch of yeast, make a beer out of it, and then propagate it throughout every brewery in Houston. Their goal was to hit every brewery in Houston get everybody mm-hmm. to participate so they make a beer they harvest the yeast they give it to somebody else passing the torch like the you know like they pass the torch for the yeah. Olympic you know games it, right it, it's breweries working together it, it's it's breweries it's what the industry is all about like Absolutely. teamwork brothers brothers, brothers and sisters and, yeah. and, and if we could all participate in this and make something and be proud of it it was showing what we can do and yeah. what Houston's about and, and it's, a, it's a really fun experiment in like how much beer you can make with the same one ingredient like you know, it, it was it was all the same one pitch of yeast that you just pass around from brewery to brewery to brewery, and it's like, all right, so they're like, just don't do this to ruin it, right? <laughs> and then like, there's all these different places coming out with all these wild and crazy beers, and they're just and all different styles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been they're a all wide different. Range. Well, yeah. yep. and some breweries actually took very limited approach. Like they had to, like you couldn't just do something crazy if you're going to pass it along to another brewery. There's a lot right. of limitations, so right. they got criticized maybe for their beer. Not people didn't realize like. Oh, they had to do that beer. Yeah. So they could pass there it were to rules. the next yeah, yeah. So like why did they do this beer? Well, because they had to to so pass it along. No so Bretomyces. Like, like, <laughs> right. You couldn't do certain things. Right. And I didn't even understand that at first. And I was like, oh wow, this is bigger than just what I want to do. Like this is teamwork. And so I even talked to Sam, I was like, Well, I wish we could have done it. Like Next time, I wanted. No, we were on the end, so we could do something crazy like a New England, because that's kind of a dead end for the for it, it. It's hard to pass that yeast along. So I was like, next time, uh, let, let let's do something that we can pass it to someone else. Like, 
will do something different mm-hmm. and, and yeah. be, we be say a part that. So why, why can't you pass it along? Well, what's so the, what's we dry hopped it during fermentation, and I asked Ooh. I asked him, is that a good idea to do mm-hmm. that? And it affects viability, and it can also pass Those along flavors and things. And so yeah, yeah, it's not them. ideal. So he recommended, if you're going to do that, probably be a dead end. And, and, and if you're not, like if you're going to do a different beer... It's worth a like, shot, though, right? It, it, I mean, well, so I wanted to do that. So Backfish did theirs, and I was like, I can't. Harvested before yeah. you dry We could have. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, there were rules. Um, they were loose, but yeah, we wanted to try and be a, so. Anyways, be we were nice lucky to the brewery to be, that follows you. <laughs> we missed our first right. shot, and then Eighth Wonder, like Aaron Corsi, came in with Nate, and they came in. They said, "Why didn't you do it?" And we're like, "We didn't have a chance." He's like, "Well, I, we got the yeast. It came back around full circle. Like, how about we give it to you?" And I asked Sam, I was like, can we still do it? And he's like, do it, go for it, man. And we want to do it next year and like be a part of that chain. But yeah. we were like kind of at the very end. But it was really fun to be, a, we were like excited to be a part of it. And so we did something crazy. We decided, mm-hmm. let's just break all the rules and go all out and do the first New England we've ever done, which I was intimidated about the style to this do. This is a beautiful beer. So who, yeah, who did you beer. look? There's there's tons of styles out there right now, especially for this particular style. Um, there's so much experimentation left for this. You know, you've got super, super cloudy, dense, very fruit forward, and then you have the other spectrum where it's very bitter, which I think your beer comes through with a very, very pleasant bitterness. It's not overpowering. It's very subtle, but it's there. It's an IPA, and it makes itself known. So... Who did you look up to when you were brewing this? Like, what did you most like, likely want to be no, it's like, a, you know? Great similar. question. And, um, I mean, personally, like, I'm very influenced by West Coast. Um, I've always wanted to do the West Coast IPAs. Uh, California is a very big influence. It's part of our story. But So I wanted to try and take that and put it in to the New England, to a certain degree, to kind of make it stand out, at least see if it could be uh, part of that. So I always wanted to make it more bitter, see if it was even possible. Um, I, I, I looked around, we research, I researched this for months. Um, I'll be honest, like we looked at Weldworks, they were very open about like what they did. Mm. So I, I did, I did look, I looked up the brotherhood. Whoever was willing to share information, and I, I mean for a long time, but a lot of people don't add a bittering uh, addition at 60 minutes. And we said, you know what, we're gonna do that. And I'm gonna. I wanted to hit like 70 IBUs. Like I wanted to make it an IBU level that was an IPA, but make it the New England style and see if it. What was that taste like? Right. And we actually sent it off and got an analysis. Like I mean, we hit 62 IBUs. Does it taste like it though? That's what's really weird. It's more. It's more restrained, and I'm not sure if that's water balanced. chemistry. It's very but, well but it's balanced. It's nice. You get it though. It coats your tongue. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of these, and I'm like, wow, we we did kind of push the envelope. Um, but a lot of people were doing that, and then they they don't. And there's no wrong way to do this beer. Right. You just it's art. You right. Just, you just take a shot at it, and if people like it, go for it. And I wanted it to be West Coast influenced. Like I wanted it to be a more bitter version, just to see what that was like. Just to see if we could. So is that a WC IPA? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, nope. the can's empty. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. you have yeah. a, you have a, so my glass. You have a Crowler seamer. I, I suppose. Man. Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Nice. Yeah, no, I've noticed that. That's pretty awesome. That's a, so you yeah. do sell that's a nice site, site, right? Yes, yeah, sell we, for. Uh, yeah, so that's we do. Awesome. We do beer to go. This is like the loophole in the law, right? Or well, y'all I mean, can actually sell six. What, do y'all distribute beyond the beyond the brewery, right? Well, yeah, we're oh, yeah, we, we, we have a pub uh, uh, license, so we can do the crawlers, the beer to go, and then distribute uh, self distribute, and we actually have a distributor that. 
pushes outside of what we're able to do efficiently. Awesome. No. Yeah, I would, I would argue, actually, they're probably in more spots than pretty much any local brewery, you know, maybe Galveston Islands, you nice. know, obviously, you know, but I mean, you guys... You Trying guys to get been, exposure. To, yeah, because we're yeah. in a hard-to-find spot, and we want more people to find us. Right, And, right. and, and so to do that, yeah. you kind of have to light up mm-hmm. a beacon. And so we try to think, if we're in more places, maybe people will know we're here. Yeah, I don't and know. It's, it's always fun when you're sitting back there and you hear the story about, you know, this person came in from Cyprus. That person came in from Woodlands. Like they're, they're from all over the place. It's like I just heard about this beer and I yep. had to come down and try it. People like, drive wow. for great beer, y'all. I <laughs> mean, that's like, what it is. We're known for one beer, and that's tasty. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one that gets everywhere. <laughs> if you don't Yum. think that beer, you may not look for us. And that's the downside of it. It's like we make a lot of different beers, so it's really cool to be yeah. on the show to show that hey, we can do different things. How many different out. styles do you think you brew so since you're open? Okay, well, you go ahead, sir. Uh, so <laughs> we we have 22 unique taps on our wall, and I think among those, through our rotations, we've made somewhere around 40 different unique beers. Yeah, and I mean, some people really enjoy others, and some of them have fallen off. I don't yeah. know. They're, the the power of, of blending beers and yeah, and those yeah, when you go into blending, it, it, yeah. it just gets up there. Like well, you. <laughs> so so, what's the background on the blending of beers? Because that's pretty unique. I don't think. There's very many Houston area brewers yeah. that are taking that, you know, side of things and saying, "Hey, what happens if I mix this with this?" Yeah, that was okay, actually kind of a that was kind of a homebrew accident at your place, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> blending, brings up a good blending one. is a uh, technique recognized by Ron Heiskabach. No, and, and, and blending is, is going a, on. It is, uh, it is recognized by that. It is fine. You can blend beers. It I've, is legal. I've heard some areas <laughs> of the country are embracing it and have been, and I, I, I don't know. Like honestly. As a home brewer, it was an accident. Uh, I was brewing concept beers before this even got started. I had a cream ale, vanilla cream ale, that my brother-in-law was like, you gotta have this at our brewery, so I made it. And then I decided I wanted to do a citrus wheat, a orange citrus wheat. And I just, one day at a party, when people were over, just trying some concept beers, I just mixed the two together. I was like, well, as a child, a dreamsicle was one of my favorite things, mm, orange creamsicles. Like, yes. what if I could make a beer taste like that? And I, I was like, nah, and I just did a 50-50 blend, and I tried it. I was like, holy my nice. gosh, this is <laughs> what I remember. And so I tried, I, I, I made a few for some people at the party, and they were like, what is this? I was like, it's a blend. And so we tried it at the brewery just to see. We didn't think it would be a hit. We were like, this is getting nuts. This is going to be a joke, right? But people started asking for it, like that mm-hmm. secret menu, like, yeah. like the in and out secret menu and all these other, like, mm-hmm. Torchies has a secret menu. They're like, I want that blend. We're like, we didn't even talk about that. Like, yeah. how would you hear about that? And so then my sister was like, there's something here. And so, like, I like to think it's, it's where the artists making the base beers and maybe some of the uh, interesting beers. But then she takes all the beers we make, like, like maybe we're making the paints and she's blending them together into like different pictures. And so she created like 20 or 30 different concepts. They weren't all good, but all of a sudden it became a thing. And you do what the people want. And so if you have a good reaction and a response, you just keep going. I mean, everybody does that. Yep. And so we just kept going. We didn't plan it. it You've got to find your separating factor, too, if they present themselves. I mean, it was serendipity at his best. Yeah. Like, whoops. And they're actually hey. they're popular enough that we have, like, we have two full menus at our brewery. We have on one wall is all of our beer, and then on the other wall is all the blends. Some people <laughs> only drink the blends. I don't even understand that. They don't, yeah. They've never had one of our beers. They had blends of our beers. I'm like, okay, that's it's fine. It's a separate demographic, you know. It's, yeah. it's folks that really like those pastry stouts, yeah. um, that very dessert style style beer it's like hey i've had mm-hmm. a good meal and i want a beer and i want it to taste like dessert yeah that's that's what saloon door yeah, you is. want something you fruity know? you For want me, something chocolatey you there's want something a lot of people butter. out there like that yeah yeah all right <laughs>
Empty glasses. Empty glasses. Okay. <laughs> so going back to the uh, the, the your, uh, your your top beer, the Tasty AF. My my daughter asked me. I guess always fun. And fun. Uh, yeah, and fun. fun. Tasty and, and fun. fun. Oh, my God. Like this one we're about to oh, open. So, and, yeah. And, uh, yes. and that's ridiculous. ridiculous and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ours. Oh that's, so, that's, that's Tasty's big brother. Yeah, Tasty's big brother. Uh, peanut butter chocolate, <gasps> Russian Imperial. I've never had this. Yeah, wow. so... I'm excited. I mean, we had to step it up, right? You can't yeah. just stop at Tasty. Y'all, 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 right. y'all had that so Lunar did, Rendezvous, correct? We did. Yeah, that was yes. the one. Yeah. That is so good. So how oh, would you describe you. this beer so to the folks good. that are listening in but can't be here to taste the beer? How would you best describe so it? So it is Russian Imperial style, which means it is big, it is dark, it's got a lot of the, that black malt character, those chocolates, those roasts, but it's loaded with peanut butter and chocolate. So like, if you've ever had a Reese's, but then, um, like, who hasn't multiply had a it. <laughs> like, like you just you take it up to the next level. It's got it's 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 not like a full milk chocolate like it is in the tasty. It's a it's a bigger, richer, dark chocolate, and then just in your face peanut butter to match it. And on a Russian, it works so well. And then actually for our uh, for our anniversary party, we did a little bit of barrel aging, just the only way and uh, and yeah. we we made we made the ridiculous is Big ludicrous. Brother, which is the ludicrous. <laughs> so if we get a barrel aged program, we're gonna make right. more of that. Spaceballs, ridiculous yeah. speed, and then ludicrous, ludicrous speed. Yeah, we yeah. went plaid. We so went full plaid. If we ever can, the ludicrous. It smells great. It'll be in plaid uh, wrapped. We can't stop. We have to slow down first. We're going too fast. You can smell graham cracker on that nose, though. Man, I'm getting excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> graham cracker on the nose. No, I, I get that, too. You're right. There's peanut butter. There's graham cracker. It's it's oh, actually yeah. amazing the different experiences oh. that beer drinkers get from beer. And wow. honestly, real, like, right? when I see a, 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 a review, a, a, a constructive criticism, whatever you want to call it, when I see somebody explain their experience about beer, like I take it for what it's worth, but at the same time, I, I I like to think of it as like a movie. Try it for yourself, because I've seen movie criticisms. I've seen critics talk about things, but your personal experience is going to be what it is. Like just this is check it out. Complete fudge. Well, also this, this might is, give me diabetes. This was, <laughs> it could. This was this was always my it's feeling. It's so good. People can say what they want to about your beer as long as you feel it in your heart. And you put it out there for them, then yeah. then that's then that's alcoholic it. fudge. Oh yeah, that's exactly oh, what it is. Like if you could make fudge Dude. taste like alcohol, you get a brownie and there's a little bit yes. of a little bit you of put it in the microwave, oh. you melt it, and it's this beer. And it's over ten percent. Yeah, it's twelve. It's twelve. Wow. Yeah, well, I put in a barrel it was like thirteen. But yeah. basically, you guys have a money printing press over there. I hope Almost. so. Man, I hope you're right. So where did you get your barrels from? Garrison brother. So we got the it's a valve. Got us out in a pinch. I did yeah. not plan very well. I was trying to get barrels and I couldn't. And I called up Val at Valensons and yeah. like he, the good he guy had the, he is, and they he had the hookup on barrels. He's like, he dude, I got a couple. Come over, yeah. and I gave him some hops, and he gave me some. Val's barrels. good like that. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's a good exchange. Oh, my favorite dude. people in the world. Uh, I went over to his one year and had one of the best Russian Imperials I've ever had in my um, life. Yes, a second year. Oh. Top notch. Five years in that. I mean, five months. Five, five, five months. years. <laughs> five <laughs> months. But we did the same Russian, and I told him. I told him to his face, like, yeah, yours is better. Because <laughs> it was fantastic. But, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that. Like, And he, we made a good one, but he was more patient. And sometimes brewing is all about that. Patience with mm-hmm. an but, uh, RRS. Patience. He got me some barrels at, at the last minute. Thank goodness for that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had any. Yeah. It's a beautiful beer. Wow. But Thank this you. is just the regular one. I, I liked it on the barrel, too. It was nice. We'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, for anyone that doesn't want that, you know, that alcohol coming through yeah. really on their taste, this is a perfect beer. Oh, yeah. Know? It does work. And 
it is hot outside and we're still drinking 12% stout, That's right? That's kind of what I was thinking. Air conditioning. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It was like, you can drink stouts in any weather. That's, that's right. I worked in the sun all day. I'm drinking a Russian Imperial Stout. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a no. strawberry. Maybe that could be a thing, right? Could oh, be. Yeah. We, make, we make a strawberry milk stout. <laughs> yeah, that's hit or miss. Right. It's good in blends, though. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's still around. Right. That's why people say they love it. So you prefer the stouts then, no? No. Brewing them? I'm so an what IPA do you prefer? Person. Okay. I'm an IPA guy. I like West Coast and I like New England's. I'm not going to lie. They're great. Like I'm a hot person. I'm a hot Favorite person. West Coast IPA? Uh, God, that's tough. That is. I don't even. Uh, you know what? Honestly, like it's it's. I've always been really really enjoyed Pliny. I'm not gonna lie. Like I cloned it. Well, you will be excited because I'm actually doing a know, West Coast IPA like blind it. tasting here pretty soon. And if anyone's listening, I'm looking for team mm-hmm. members to be on my panel. And the code word is Rick and Morty socks. It's actually multiple words, but Rick and Morty socks. Send me a message on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, we're building our team for this panel. If you can guess the famous West Coast IPAs, I would love to have you on the on the show. Boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. Alex has a favorite IPA. What, oh, yeah. No, I my, like it. It's a good one. Yeah, my so the, the, the very first IPA that I, like, fell in love with, and it, it's my hallmark that I judge all IPAs by. Oh. It's it's not the best one I've ever had. Fantastic. But it's my hallmark, and it's the Odell Elephant. Like, I love okay. the Odell mm-hmm. Elephant. Good one. Sure. It's Nothing excellent. wrong with the Elephant. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I never tried it until he told me about it. I was like, this Nothing is amazing. Yeah. Is that so. a year-round? It's, it's yeah. all the time. It's a good one. Yeah. So what do you like about it? Why that one over any other IPA? I'm like, so like, I, I, I had all the Sierra Nevadas and stuff, and like those were good, but like when I had the Elephant, man, it just it hit all the notes that I wanted in an IPA, and it hits them it's like crisp, sharp, consistent. Like it's like um the the medium high bitterness. It's like it's not a hundred, but it's not fifty. Like <laughs> a, be- a well balanced yeah. beer. A well balanced yeah. beer. It's, it's, it's an excellent yeah. level, and the, and the hop selection is good. Like it's that it's that great classic American like pine and resin and all that stuff. Like that's that is my flavor that I go for. Yep. Nice. I don't know. What's your favorite, Mike? What what do you like in West Coast? Uh, clown cheese, space cake. That's a good one. See, there's so many. That is Space cake. Actually, the TBR Catalyst is pretty close to the the double IPAs that you can get locally and whatnot. But well, that's what I was thinking. Like you know, Houston area, we've got a ton of great IPAs. If you start going into where you can get what, I mean, it's gonna change. Oh yeah, for real. Oh, that's the beauty of it, though. Like Houston has Mm -hmm. its own like culture of beer. Sure, sure. It's different. Art Car is my when I go to the store and I see a double. Oh yeah, Art Car is fantastic. Art Car is awesome. The Brash West Coast man, those those guys know what to do. Yeah, they do. They do. She brought. uh, She brought. uh, Not a collab. Not a collab. Not a collab. I really enjoyed that beer. John brought it too. So. We still have probably like four more. <laughs> Actually, we're down to one, and, so, and, I, and that one has. I, I'm gonna shock on that one. That's, I mean, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've, yeah, I've been holding. Some of the more intense, one. like St. Olds IPAs ever had. Like it really punches you with the hops. It's like, wow, they can do that. They just haven't yet. They but can do whatever. They, they can want, do whatever man. they want. They can do whatever. They and want they just to. have been waiting. Tip of the spear. You gotta love that. Endeavors. I mean, yeah, we, 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 we take the endeavors. Endeavors. Right. Right. I just love how they're like, hey, hey, guys. By the way, we can do this. All right. right. You know, I mean, they, they've wished everybody luck, and, and they've yep. just continued to open doors and oh, yeah. continue to grow. And, you know, as a, a city of Houston needs a regional brewer, and that's who we have now. We have St. Arnold's and, of course, Carbach that went to Embed. They went and, corporate. <laughs> yeah, so... It's a good Damn it, I, I like Love Street, man. I can't. <laughs> no, no, they... 
They, they they were still making good beer. I'm just hesitant about what the future is going to bring. I mean, I pretty much because of the – I mean, InBev is trying to take – they're trying to do some bad stuff, and I'm not a big fan of InBev, and I don't think they're going to take us down as we're a little radio show, but I'm not a big fan of what they're doing to craft beer and trying to squeeze people out. So They, they are – I am they're a gonna hostile shy actor away in the market. from Carbach. I yeah. am, just naturally. Sorry, you got like – 40 or 50 other choices. Yeah, so right. Well, the, the problem was is Eric Warner, when he came to town, he was one of my heroes, man. Flying Dog to, to us was, that was one of our heroes that proved that and it could be breweries. done. Yep. Yeah, he opened breweries man. in Germany. I mean, he's yeah. just right. consulting on breweries, opening up all over the He's a businessman. Yeah. The, dude, well, the dude wrote the book on Kolsch, and they didn't release one for like three years. But how many breweries so. is St. Owls open? St. Arnold's open to few. Eureka, right? I mean, they, oh yeah, yeah, we talked about that earlier. You know, yeah, like, yeah. They, that's, what, tree. that's what breweries do. It's yeah, like exactly. it's like they just yeah. propagate, just yeah. like mm-hmm. yeast. Yeah, they just sold out. <laughs> you can't help it, man. It's a daisy chain. But it's okay because right now it's the best time to be a beer drinker. True. Like, oh yeah. Actually, like think about there's it. so think much about, good beer out there, like, and it's think only about getting six better. Six years ago in Houston. Oh my God! Man, I'd be happy if I it was. It was good, but but like Coors Light it wasn't this good. That's right. I mean, there was a time where it's, you know it's a buffet. I'd be happy to get Shiner or Heineken on on draft. I'm then, then, yeah, then yeah, excited yeah. to get like St. Arnold's Amber on draft. Yep. Love Street. And now I, you know it's like wow. I feel bad for people that are trying to come into Texas, right? Because Texas beer is so good. I don't even want to buy anything oh, yeah. but Texas beer. Truth. Ridiculous. Thank you. AF. It, Always so, fun. So you have a version of this in bourbon barrels as well. well we, we, did. we we did. We had a very limited supply for the anniversary, and uh, it out. is all gone. Uh, we don't have Sold a barrel aged program, awesome. so it's one of those like, oh, we'll do it for the anniversary because yeah. it's a real pain in the butt to do it at our brewery because we're not set up for that. But I wish we were. Okay, so location two. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about the origin myth here. Yeah. I mean, we've had an explosion of breweries in the last six years here in the Houston Metroplex area, including Galveston and. All the way almost up to South Dallas, which is spring. Conroe. I mean, Conroe started it just after St. Arnold. Yeah. But, but before East, uh, then, it was like three breweries, including yeah. Anheuser-Busch. We have no label in East San Antonio. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So where did where, 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 where does do we it start? From? Where does I know. it start? Where does it start? And I don't even believe it. And I'll, I'll be honest, like, this whole thing was not supposed to happen as far as my brain is concerned because so I, you're a home brewer right? i'm a home brewer i've been when home did brewer. you start home brewing uh it was uh 2006 2006 like, you become like a home brewer like 2005 2006 i've been doing it for 10 what years what caused you to be a home brewer uh my wife bought the kit Man, that's what happened to me. And she said, said, you need a hobby. And I was like, okay. And I like beer. And she's like, and I know you like to do this. Because I watched a buddy of mine that was from college. I saw him do it. And she was taking notes. And she's like, he was enjoying that. I liked his beer. And she bought the kit that very same year. And and I made my first batch. And I was hooked. Were you all living here locally? Uh, we were in Corpus Christi, okay, Corpus Christi. yeah, okay. at the time, and so I was a chemical engineer, and she was too. We met. She so we um, uh, we were engaged. She bought me the kit, and the rest is history. I was I was hooked. So I became uh, a, a, a you know a, a member of the club in Corpus. I became a barrier astronaut when we moved here. When did you move here? Uh, it was 2011. 2011. Yeah, you moved I was to a, the Clear Lake area where you had lived in Corpus your whole life. Like nine years, uh, nine but years. I, I, I grew up on the island, uh, Galveston. Oh, Galveston. Yeah, okay. yeah, grew up on the island. Went to AM, Went to Corpus to get the job as a chemie. Hey man, I got this. Yeah. I got this great Aggie. 
That's okay. <laughs> but so the the hobby it. became a lifestyle. You know, I'm, I got all this extra money. I'm an idiot. I'm just going to spend it. I'm going to make it crazy. And then I always talked about, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be a brewer? Like every home brewer that loves home brewing wants to do it for real. <laughs> Absolutely. Wants to go pro. Why so wouldn't you? So you either compete or you, or you decide you're going to go pro or you do both. Like right. I never competed, but I always joked about being pro, but I never wanted to run a business. So my brother-in-law, he's in, he's in California. He chased after my sister. She's getting her degree. I'm trying to shorten this up as much as possible, but he was right next to a brewery, Mother Earth Brewing. Like he watched him start off. What he had a batting cage. He did, he was a coach, and he saw them grow in five years to an amazingly successful brewery. And he was like, I want to do this when I go to Texas. Well, he got to know the owners. He told me he wanted to do this. I thought he was crazy. I was like, I'm never gonna like start a business. But he flew me in there, and I got to see them do their work. I got to ask questions. They were open arms. I got to see the industry like for what it is. I was like, I want this like this is great so did you get to pick the system that you wanted i did i got to What'd like design get? it and spec it out but like we had a budget made it? so i didn't get to do what i really wanted to do i wanted a premiere <laughs> i wanted a premiere uh, like that's what they had like, but that yeah. was like three yeah. times what i could afford so i got this cheap chinese system from some guy that Jean left Dre. us after he installed it and i'm Jean not even Dre. gonna tell you who he is because i would not recommend him to anyone but somehow it brews beer Anyways, all you gotta have is the machinery because hey, you'll have the know-how. Somehow we made it, but the, yeah. But what really got me over the hump was was another commercial brewer that opened his arms and said, "Hey, I'm gonna teach you everything I know. I'm an open book. I want you to make good beer because if you make a beer, it's good for the whole industry." It is. Exactly. And he said, "I truly believe that." And he mm-hmm. literally allowed us to hire him in to fly in and start us up on our system from California. Went, from yeah. California, we had at a, a meager pay rate like what he's like mm-hmm. he's like this is what i would want and i was like well this is what we can afford <laughs> i'm not even gonna talk numbers he's like i'll do it yeah we had him like, for four days oh my god 12 hours 16 hours and he's he cracked the whip on us nice. he trained alex and i on the system we started up like we hired a professional help for i didn't even want to go there like he was willing to do it and that's when he said he would do that that's what got me to sign a lease that's what got me to sign a loan that's what got me to get on board and we bought all the equipment. We got it in. And we got it installed somehow. He he over the phone helped me get it all ready. He's like, "You need to have all this equipment clean, because we're brewing when I show up." Hell yeah! And I did it all wrong. And he was laughing at me when he flew in. He's like, "Let me show you how to clean a tank." <laughs> and it took me seven hours to do it. And he showed me how to do it in two. I was nice. like, "Oh!" So I'm, my point is, as a home brewer, I didn't know what I was doing. Commercial experience is everything. To me, it, it really made a difference. And, and if I could say anything to anybody that wanted to do this, like if you, if you have access to that, which we were very blessed to have, take it. Uh, anybody that's willing to help, because it helped me so much. But got us over the hump, got us started up, first couple batches, and, and, and then the rest is history. How big is your system? We have a 10 barrel. 10 barrel. Which isn't. All so that big. What, I always what, call it a glorified gas-fired home brewing system. No, mm-hmm. It's pretty man. decent. What, what's your, what's the reason your, why it was ten was because I didn't want a boiler, and that's yeah. as high as you can go. Yeah, that is. You go fifteen, you're you're talking boiler. So I, it's, I was terrified. It's still of that. a gas system. It's right? a gas fire. It is gas direct system. fire. Yes, direct yeah. fire. And I didn't want a boiler. I was scared of that. Was we never room for it? But yeah. you know. But funny thing. Um, what's your production monthly barrels? We're we were like five hundred, and now we're approaching a thousand. No, 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 not a barrels. No, no, a year. A year, sorry. 
All right, so I, I always think annual. Five hundred. Yeah. Five yeah. Our our, our first likely. year was about five hundred. Our second year was about a thousand. We're doing about we're, eight we're, batches a month. We're about a thousand. There you like, go. We're close okay. to a thousand, and that that's kind of a ceiling. But 80, 75, 80 barrels a month. Yeah. There you go. That's Sorry. Very, very it's not too bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does that include the collaborations that you guys have done? Because I know I've seen some folks like Channing from Nobi's, uh, Nobi Public House have come in and done a collaboration with you guys. Yeah. Does that include that number? Yeah, and we, we just we, we, we find holes in the schedule where it's we like, all right, so we have we have a free beer here we can brew. What are we going to make? It's getting harder we can make and harder this one. to do that. Ooh. It's getting harder and harder to do that. So the whole Tasty, though, like where did that come from? Because that was not the original plan. We did not say, hey, we're going to make a chocolate peanut butter beer and this can be our flagship. Like, that wasn't it. Um, but uh, I do remember that Mother Earth had a, a beer called Syntax. It was a peanut butter Russian imperial. I really enjoyed it. I was like, how did y'all do that? And, and they're like, well, you know, it's like we did it this way. And I was like, I, I want to do something similar but different. Uh, I, I got it in my head that I was going to make a peanut butter milk stout. And I thought it was an original idea. And well, who comes up with original ideas anymore? There's, There's no 7 billion people on the idea. planet. Right. You thought of it, someone's already done it. Well, go figure. I show up in a bar in, Sa- in San Diego and I see that Belching Beaver... Yeah, peanut butter. Peanut butter milk mm-hmm. stout. And I'm like, wow, it can't be good. It was on nitro. It's fantastic. It was amazing. It's one of the so best one of the ones best out there. Ever had. Mm-hmm. And so when I ordered it, I was like, God dang it, they did it better than I can imagine. Well, I'm still going to do it, but I'll add chocolate. <laughs> and it'll be mine. And, uh, you know, that it, you, you think you come up with a new idea, but you don't, but you still do it anyway. And honestly, like, I think peanut butter chocolate beers are showing mm-hmm. up all over Texas now, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But, but I like new- to think that we were one of the first yeah. ones. It was new to Houston. I think you guys it out there. Right? Yep. And um, the nitro thing was accidental. We ended up with high-pressure brights. By, I mean, I didn't order them. They just were that way. So to nitrogenate a whole batch, you kind of have to have a bright tank that's good for, like, 40 or 50 pounds. And we just so happened to have that. And the, the guy we hired was like, you got high-pressure brights. So it was kind of like meant to be. He was like, you could nitrogenate your whole batch of beer. So we did it, and then it blew up. Yep. And like, if Everybody we didn't have high-pressure brights, we would not have tasty everywhere in the world. But we do, because nitrogenating keg by keg is not fun. But if you can do the whole batch, which is what we do, because right. we have high-pressure brights, which most people don't think about, and we got it by accident. I was like, go figure. How many nitro taps do you have on your tap wall? We have four taps on our tap wall okay, that are that's, nitro. That's pretty that's good. That's bad, pretty yeah. impressive. I had our, one in my kegerator, and that's why we, I was like, I love nitro beer. And it's funny thing is my wife was like, you want a kegerator for your hobby? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a nitro tap. She's like, okay, you can have a kegerator. <laughs> and I think back in the day, I remember running into Jason out in the field at, at new venues that were opening up and installing the nitro, you know, helping them install their nitro system yeah. as a result of the Tasty, you know. Yeah. You know what? There's not many people competing for nitro taps. Right. No. So we just like. Well, in some ways, you're, cra- you're, you're also having to help the, uh, the, the venues create. I mean, they, a lot of venues, or they want it. add a second one. Yeah. 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 And we're putting them in. Yeah, and, yeah. You're yeah. actually assisting yeah. them. We, you know, they're, we're, we're, we're building their first or second nitro right. tap exactly. just so they can put Tasty right. on. Tasty was no, supposed to be a novelty. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be a novelty beer that get people to our tap room, and we put it out in the public, and they said, we want it. We like it. It won uh, Houston. Yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the bracket, right? The 64 uh, yep. beer bracket challenge. Yep. Yes. The Houston Beer News. Beer Guide. Beer Guide, yeah. Yep. That wasn't planned. It, you know, you go into brewing. You can't plan that. And, and, and you end up making what the people want. Yeah. You just do it. You like you do something people like, and you just keep going. Yeah. No, we, you, we didn't you, even you, actually hear that we had won the first round until after even, we won the first round. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, there's no way we're going to get past Brash. And I was like, what? So, I mean... You just keep doing what is yeah. 
that people want. I was I was absolutely floored by totally the response. Than that can you got. nitro an IPA? Since we're talking about what we yeah. want, I want to take the okay. mouthfeel well, of a, so, a nitro beer and put it in an IPA. No, and that's I, what I, want. I, I love that idea. <laughs> I love that idea. So I'm I'm a disagree with that one because well, like I've I've had I've had those nitro hoppy beers. They're wrong. They're all wrong. Hmm. But she's looking for the mouthfeel. So I am. What what Sylvia wants Jenna is the I want a blend of oxygen and nitrogen the somehow. The mouthfeel of a nitro in a New England that's without it. losing oh, the character of the hops. Okay. That's yeah. exactly and what I want. I love that idea, and See? there's got to be a way to do it. A man that, that listens. I'm just coming at it from the West Coast. She's like, I like my if you nitrogenate an IPA, you <laughs> lose like, hop character. She's like, give me the mouthfeel. I would like to uh, interject and tell you that, like the Boddingtons, they have the nitrogen capsules. That's just right. Like the, the yeah. Kids. Oh, yeah. If you were to put that in, it only releases as soon as you open the can. Yeah. And hey. Good idea. That way you're not destroying your hop character. You, you know, yeah. that could be the thing. I, I, I know very little. I'm learning every day. So what's new for Saloon Door? I mean, what what's the next phase? So we, we're we crossing this hump on the New England style. What's next? Well, I mean, we just mentioned uh, candy. Mike brought up canning, and I, I was looking at an email I sent to, uh, to, uh, to uh, I think it was Jason, you know, a while back, and he, he mentioned at some point maybe by the end of the year canning might be in the, in the future. Yeah, we're looking to do that. Six it's it's packs, it's a challenge. Six so. packs and the smaller smaller. Or probably the big. Well, heck, I mean, really, so y'all are already you already, you already got the crowler. Well, we do have crowlers. So, like, I feel like there's a break point for the volume and the size of a brewery Absolutely. where canning yeah. outside of the brewery makes sense. Right. And I feel like um Mobile like canning units. You got to be like 20, 30, 40 barrel yeah. brew house. We're probably not going to be to the have cans days, in right? in the market like like you know. In HEBs and stores, retail. But, yeah. Like if you're going to be like 10, 15 barrels and canning, you got to almost sell like 80 percent, 70 percent on site yeah. because yeah, you're sure. just so small. The margin doesn't yeah. work. But so if we're going to can, we'll probably do it mobile and we'll probably sell on site until mm -hmm. we can get to a bigger brew house. Yeah. And it, but we it, would love to can. It does and look get it like we. Stores. It does look like we can. We like, can. Like, like like we we can do like four. We and can six can. Packs. We can. We can. We, <laughs> We, we can do like four and six packs of some special beers. Like, you know, you got to come into the brewery to buy it, but we're going to have it. And so instead of having to take home a 32 ounce crawler that you got to drink all at once because you opened it, like we'll have some smaller options that you can buy. Here's an idea. Maybe you do it like online, maybe via Eventbrite, have people pay like days in advance. There you go. Sell out in a couple seconds and they... they Who's they travel, done that before? Travel across town to the brewery to pick it up Man, days after they pay no, for it. No know? one's ever done that right? before. <laughs> that's a good... You know, I love that people are testing that market for us. Man, that's great. I and mean, they're paving the way. My hat's off to them. I mean, yeah. seriously. Spindle tap. I mean... I'll yeah. tell you what. No, that's, 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 that's the way to Hats off is right yeah. because... Who else Damn, is doing right? that? Nobody. No one. What about the name? Is there, uh, yeah. And actually, there was originally maybe even a different name, right? Yeah, there was. And I'll, I'll, if I can branch off to that, too, but I'll start with that. We were um, originally thinking we'd be called uh, Southern Draw, and uh, we, we threw that out there, and we actually were told that it was flagged by the trademark company that we were too close to another beer uh, named Southern Drawl. And it was funny. We thought we were we married to that name. We're like, this is the best name ever. And then and we're like, we know we should change this before we get sued because we were told by the the other brewery that we, we, if we ever get in Texas, we're gonna change. We're gonna make you change we'll that name. You. you don't want that. We weren't even open yet, so we, yeah. we said let's change the name. So, so it's all about the L. So uh, huh? yeah. one of my partners, yeah. his sister was like, ah, SDB SDB Southern Dro Saloon Door, and we were like, at first I hated it, and then I was like, I started to like it, and I was all of a sudden like. Just do it. 
who cares? It's just a name. Now I'm like so glad because I think it's so much better. Yeah, Saloon Door was definitely and a better so, name. So, so I feel like sometimes you know, as you think you are gonna go on a certain path, and fate says, "Nope, you made the wrong decision. This is what you should have done." I, I really feel like that 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 somebody's been guiding me all along. Uh, I'll give another good example. I, I thought I could do this by myself initially and then I, I saw I saw as I trained I saw how much it took to do what it Superman takes to man. run a brewery no I, I, yeah. I and everybody thought I could do it like what's Josh your what's your what's your team size how many people you have in your team it's just the two of us and the brewery no you have your business no, just, just the brewery but there's a lot more than that right so yeah, what's yeah, your what's like, your core like, team like, like 12 12 to 12 to 14 but, but the brewery a, side that's only, a good like, that's a good I was in charge that's of the a good brewery. core team I can do this. You can't, but no, you can't. So you, you can't guys, isolate that. You, you know can't that. isolate that. You cannot isolate that into the only fathom of the, because there's so many facets that so happen true. in that deal. You well, can't was, say he that. He was never originally the only person in it. Like, it was, there's it no was way. A, you cannot do it. It was a four, four man starting team, but I was the four man starting team, right? No, he was, even Alex with four there. men, that is too much work. Four men is too much work. So, but I thought, like, I'll quit my job, I'll go full-time, and I can do all of it. Because I was a homebrewer and I did all of it, right? No, you no, can't. I was, I was stupid. I was stupid. And then when I realized, like, I saw what the other commercial brewers are doing, and I'm like, I can't do this. And I had the deer in the headlights look. And, and, and uh, Austin Weber, one of my partners, was like, Josh is freaking out. I need to fix this. And so he told me, he's like, my cousin, I, I, I'm, I've been talking to him. I think he can help, and that's Alex. Mm -hmm. He's like, so Alex wasn't. I mean, he he just showed up. He was just like, give him a shot, and and here he is. And then, I don't know. I just want to let Alex say what. <laughs> and what he's you, single. I've Josh. heard. Oh yeah, apparently he's single. Yep. So oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was uh, look look, at, look into that camera. Okay, I, you know, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> yeah. So this I was, guy is available. Okay, right now. Okay. Let's let's cut through the sweet, as they say, with a with a cookie and a and a bowl of ice cream. Mm -hmm. Let's cut the sweet and let's let's get on to some less oh. intense, but more intense. We're gonna put you guys to the test. We're okay. gonna we're That's gonna right. bring so, the, uh, we're gonna bring the seriousness to a whole new level, and we expect you guys to ace this test that we put together oh on westerns or What's actors. Or you can okay, so so we're gonna play what's that western? And of course, what's this is all based western? on this is all based on the fact that Saloon Door Saloon and even Door. the uh, Southern Draw Draw name. I mean, so obviously, kind of have a western theme to it, yes. right? I yeah, mean, that's, okay. That's so kind of your thing, right? There's always we will the same motif. TV show or movie, okay. we will accept character name and actor name. Okay, okay. So we have all right. Good luck. Number one. And uh, Mike Taylor put this together, so if you have problems right. with the resolution yep. the images, <laughs> do not complain to me. <laughs> Actor, character, or movie, motion picture, TV show. TV show. Is it Tombstone? Uh, That's the only one I know. It's, it's wider. Apparently, not. Doc Holliday. It looks like Doc Holliday with me from Tombstone. All right. All right, Mike Taylor. It's Alan Rickman from Quigley Down Under. That is Alan Rickman. Right. That Rest is. in peace. That was a Rest movie with Tom Selleck where he had went down to peace, Australia and had a long-range rifle, and this cat wanted it because he wanted Tom Selleck to kill his rival at a very long distance and the Aborigines. Wow. Ooh. Favorite favorite uh, Alan Rickman movie? Anybody? No, it's, it's no, 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 not mine? this. I mean, what, no, you know, I mean, Die Hard yeah, coming die hard. off the building as he's die falling hard, to his yeah. death. I think uh, uh, Dogma? Just, like, do this Dogma? Yeah, yeah. He was in that uh, that 
He was in that one movie about the uh, the music club in New York, the uh, GC. G, was it the DC? Holy the, the, shit! Uh, you remember right. that one? You remember, oh my I god! I don't remember what the club's called anyway. Damn. He was Where in that the, one series of movies about a magical kid or something. Right. Yeah. Right. And then uh, he was in that one uh, that British Harry holiday. Harry Potter. <laughs> All right. Number number two. Um, it looks like no. one of the Stooges to me. I don't know. I'm thinking Gilligan's Island. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's Hoss. That's Hoss from Gunsmoke. Hoss from Gunsmoke. Hoss from Gunsmoke. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, Bonanza, not Bonanza. Gunsmoke. Bonanza. Bonanza. Right. He was he was the youngest. He was the youngest brother of I think it was like three or four brothers. Lauren Green was the father on the show. So, so we're right, telling right, would, we have no idea what we walked into. You don't. Right, right. We're gonna we're gonna move through this a little quicker. Now, I had a plan B because you're you, you've got a like, are you you're not from Kansas, right? But you've got a connection to Kansas. Uh, I, uh, I married a Jayhawk. Married a Jayhawk. So I was gonna I was gonna quiz you on famous Jayhawk basketball oh, players. Boy. I was gonna quiz you on famous don't Alexanders. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So maybe this wouldn't have been any. This probably so, actually is a, probably even better than those would have worked out. Actor. Movie is that Reagan or a character? <laughs> <laughs> Keep that thought, but not for this one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, looks like Mr. Rogers to me. I can't, I don't know what's true. Okay, Rockford Files. That's James Garner. James Garner. Uh, this is from a movie called Maverick, also starring. Uh, that was uh, uh, blah, 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 Mel 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 Gibson. Mel Gibson. That was a Mel Gibson movie. Right. Oh my we're, God! We're moving forward. We're moving what forward. What am I? What am I? Oh, oh my gosh! So uh, the two actors, or the movie? Now they have been uh, for those story, those, those watching story, and listening at home. Story. They're like, "What's wrong this. with these guys? They've been drinking ridiculous AF." So right. you know they they're they're not 100 percent right now. This is what Billy the Kid was all about. It's a spaghetti western. Nope. No. Neither one of you are even close. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Paul Newman and Steve the McQueen. In a, 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 a fictitious story about Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Bush Cassidy, yeah. So I watched this several times. Somewhere okay. a petition has started to force oh, you all right. to change the <laughs> movie. So I I've seen that movie exactly once. And I know because they pulled out the, the, the Gatling gun. Okay, okay. Okay, here's the chest. There we go, there we go. That is The Lone Ranger. Oh my God. All right, all right. We have one. All right, good pull. We have one, we have one. Do we get a beer for that? Uh, yes, yes, please. I wish we had a beer. We don't have shit. <laughs> it's okay. You, you okay. Actors or movie. I will, at this point, anything. Can you tell me anything about these two guys? <laughs> They're smoking. Okay. <laughs> Which one of them is bald? <laughs> That's don't look at me, man. Yeah, you all, you all are going okay. to change Guns yeah. That's Yul Brenner and Levon Cleef. Levon Cleef was in a lot of spaghetti westerns, but he's not anymore. Okay, spaghetti western time. Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, I believe people. Uh, it doesn't look like Chewbacca, actually. No. His name is India, which means the Indian in Spanish. Yeah. Right? That's from A Few Dollars More. Clean Are you trying to tell me we shouldn't be called Slender? Okay, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, I'm pretty sure, is Alexander, that? There we go, there we go. There we go. <laughs> that is President Reagan. President Reagan. Dun, 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 dun. We will accept that or former President Reagan. Let me make it clear that he pulled the name out of thin air. Thin air, okay. Next. All right, what do we got? Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Oh. Princess Leia. Think dancing. Dirty, da there, dirty right dancing. Think mule. No, not dirty dancing. Think no, mule. The flying nun. Oh, <laughs> the flying nun. Oh. This is another Clint Eastwood movie. 
Two mules for Sister Sarah. That's Shirley McLean. Shirley oh. McLean. A couple years ago. She's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was before right. she started believing that rocks were her way to life. Oh, my God. One of my all-time favorite heroes right here. Let's see his face. Hang on. Yeah, I feel like I'm losing a game okay. of trivia. This is, this is, this is, this is. <laughs> well, you're not winning. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I've got zero pies. Zero pies. The problem is, I'm pretty sure I wasn't alive when any of these movies came <laughs> That's out. That's true. You are a young lad. And he's a I was, lady. I was, yeah. actually, <laughs> I was actually not alive when this movie came out. This is 1970. Well, that means none of us were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally called My Name is Nobody. It's like you know the best gunslinger ever. Oh. This is one of my favorite movies. If you have never seen a Western you liked, watch My Name is Nobody. You know it's what? Tillman Henry Fonda. If just it's two like thumbs up for Money Mike Taylor. Classic video games, I probably had a better show. Okay, right, what about this? And on that note, tonight at Saloon Door is Retro Video Game Night. That's it true. is Retro yeah, Video yeah. Game Night. Mario Kart, right? I All think that's I what it was. I was play Atari and Nintendo. Okay, this is Jane TV. Seymour. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman from the series Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Now all the show sucked, but she was hot. All we can see is uh, how disgusting the, the lights glaring <laughs> on your, your iPad <laughs> is so gross. <laughs> all right, on that note, we're going we're gonna to transition to the uh, Galactic Coast Challenge. Galactic Coast Challenge. Go get the backboard. The back right. Are we playing basketball? No, this is, this is actually way more intense than basketball, and it's about to be much larger, much more popular. Multinational game. We epically failed. The that. no, that's okay. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's all good. I got one. You know. I blame it on the <laughs> Good job on that. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I, you know. That just tells you about the uh, what ridiculous AF. Yeah. It just makes you <laughs> stupid. <laughs> makes you ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh my. All oh. right. Some would argue that performance was ridiculous, but that's okay. It was. All right, so we're gonna play the Galactic Coast Challenge. And we have one, two, three, four, five, six options. Okay. We're going to go with the elder first. You get to pick one one of the six options, and then you get to pick what's remaining. And we don't tell you the rules of said option until you've already picked it. So we have pints and paddles, beer pong bounce, from mouth to cup, behind the back, hacky stack style, and the free throw. Oh, my gosh. So i got to pick one of those. Pick one of those. One. Just a beer pong bounce. Good call, good call. Uh, I'm gonna take free throw. Free throw, okay. Respectable. Who's going Easy. first? I'm always surprised how many people do from out the cup. Yeah, that was scared to hell. <laughs> I'm not at all surprised <laughs> I that. Watched, I watched uh, the balls today. That just literally yeah, yeah, reminded Mike, me of two girls, Mike, one cop. And Mike I was did like, watch, no. watch <laughs> Mike Okay, so, <laughs> so you did beer pong bounce? I, I did free watch throw. our balls. He did beer pong bounce. Beer pong bounce. Okay, yeah. beer pong bounce is. Mountain got scared the hell out of I did free throw. Okay, beer pong it, bounce is three cups. And Adam Smasher's going mobile with the camera. We're going mobile. Awesome. Nice. Mobile. Here you go, sir. Okay. Here you go, sir. Stand up. Thank you. Oh, I got to stand up. Oh, beer pong, beer pong bounce. All right. Oh, I got to take these off. Do the headphones. It's okay. Headphones. Okay. Headphones. headphones. It works out. Let's move this out of the way. You want to okay. stand Who's first? right here behind the Now, for beer pong bounce, right, the ball has to bounce before it makes it into one of these three cups. And you may use the backboard. If your ball bounces and a ball makes it in and comes to rest inside the glass, you win. All right. Good luck. <laughs> oh, that was close. Solid. Solid attempt. Oh! oh! It went in two. Nice. It went in one, yeah, came you out, you're done. You're, you're advancing to nice the next round. Job. All right, all right. Uh, now we have free throw. 
<laughs> it made up for all that lack of trivia skill. <laughs> With free throw, you have oh, one cup, four baskets, <laughs> and you may make the ball. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that's which. However you wish. Here's your free throw line right here. This is my free throw line. You can't get closer. Good long arms, no fair. I was about to say, look at that reach. Oh, oh, look at that reach. You can just reach and drop it oh, in from above. He's got a couple balls. <laughs> there you go. No! Giant is his free throw coach. You gotta be Bell rewarded for your high one sometimes. <laughs> Damn. Look, you did. Excellent no, job. You actually get a residual. Right, as well, where it rolled back and made it. So that's two, that's two times. That was pretty impressive. So now we have four people in the uh, second phase, that's right? right? So you all jo joined Bill Arning and Tim Gamble. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's funny. We've had astronauts, aquanauts. We've had you know we've had uh, we've had American Ninja Warriors. Yeah. And it's always it's been Brewers. Only Brewers have advanced. Hey, Mike, take down the sign. It's literally blocking Sylvia's face. There you go. Right, she, she's balancing out her ugly, so that's good. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Good job, guys. That was excellent. You know, I would argue you all I'm pretty almost impressed. made up for your performance in What's That West? Hey, I was hoping we could at yeah. least yeah. make up for that. <laughs> you didn't that even was, show them fast. I'll, I'll tell you what, that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that was much easier than name that ninja that we played a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we, had, we had the American Ninja Warrior on, and you know, and I was I did a deep dive into like you know fifteen you know fifteen A.D. stuff, and you know, and yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. We asked for that. <laughs> we asked for that with our name, right? Well, uh, you know, and truthfully, uh, you know, I there may be a petition right now to get y'all to change your name. Change I don't know. it again. I don't know. Yeah. I am not gonna sign that Sexy petition unless they offer me money. <laughs> <laughs> So that's right. So, uh, you know, there's a chance there's people at the brewery actually listening to yep. the show, right? Look, guys. It was a full house when I left. Full so. house. And it's not, still going on. It continues. Not only enjoyed the beers, All night. but we have enjoyed the company. And thanks for coming on. Thanks for having Tell us. A, a, a big delight to talk to. Okay. And the beers were absolutely stunning. And then RIS is always in my heart. Those are, those, those crack me deep. I mean, IPAs are a great love. And you can go West Coast or New England or or Gulf Coast or whatever IPA you want, but a good RS is always something you can put in your pocket even in the deepest summer. So. That's right. When will somebody release a, a GC IPA? Oh, I, I've been talking about that, that we need to define our third coast style, right, our Gulf Coast, coast, something like that. That's no, like uh, Gulf Coast. Coast we need to unite some of the Houston, the best brewers in the area and try to get some style standards down here. Maybe, maybe that's what it's going to take. I don't know. Anything's possible. The sky's the limit. I don't know. Yeah. What is a Gulf Coast IPA? What is that? I haven't figured it out yet. Mud, We're muddy. Make it. Muddy. It's got a lot of salt. To be continued. Hopefully it's not brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Love you guys, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. It's been fantastic.